I think we could probably go ahead and get this started. Uh, let me turn down the music. Um, yeah, well, welcome. Thank you so much for coming out with us. Uh, the, sort of the goal of this sort of live stream podcast is to talk through interesting props and candidates uh, and get the perspective of uh, obviously myself, 4156, and any other special guests we have, either the, the candidate proposers themselves um, or just anyone of interest or tangential to the props. So today we have the legendary uh, skater Bob Burnquest for his prop or his candidate, uh, which is uh, basically the gift noun 542 to Bob Burnquest. And then we have, uh, right now we have Chris Waters up here for Stupid Buddy Studios, which is the noun stories and Stupid Buddy equals shorts galore. Um, and I think we're going to spend the first 30 minutes covering uh, with uh, the Bob Burnquest candidate and then uh, the, the next part of 30 minutes covering uh, the Stupid Buddy Studio shorts. Um, so with that in mind, how are you doing, Bob? Are you able to unmute? So if you're looking for the unmute button, it will be in your bottom left on the kind of like this global toolbar. There you go. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Uh, really great, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, right. Very nice to meet you. Not likewise, guys. I was just posting here on, on Twitter what we had going on. So cool. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, for, for any of those that don't know, do you want to give like a quick introduction about, you know, who you are, what you've been up to recently and sort of how you first got familiar with uh, nouns. Sure. Well, I'm a professional skateboarder and um, uh, I got familiar with nouns because I have a foundation uh, here in Brazil and I've been, I mean, it's, uh, I've been doing this for a long time, over 20 years, but like, uh, or like institution wise, like three years, I set something up and then about, you know, I've been always into uh, web three, but I, I, I realized I, I could, mix the tech world with the social um uh while i was raising uh for different um things and i i got across uh a buddy of mine introduced me to nouns you know and and, and i was just like oh man this is it this is like this is the public good collection governance uh you know buy the nft add to the treasury it just all made sense when before you kind of understood the tech but once i learned about nouns and obviously what i was doing it just made complete sense and then um this group helped me put this prop up which i think it was 142 i don't i, I don't know I, I, um and, and we, we set that up and in the process i just learned more and more and i and i was just like all right this is it and then i got across uh came across um gami and and nars and and that whole movement um, and, and it was just like, all right, let me, how can I raise the awareness, uh, to everyone else, you know, to learn about this, but Hey, let me raise some funds. Cause get these kids really, uh, into it. Right. Just kind of putting in front of them, uh, something different and it's easier for them to capture, but it was just a cool way to, you know, introduce the tech and the reasoning behind governance. Obviously everyone needs to understand that governance is important, whether, you're spending, you know, governance in, in fiat, which is like what you buy is how you vote, you know, is what you vote the market, you demand the market by, by buying, by consuming, right? So I think that once people realize by spending your dollars, you're also voting because you're voting to a direction of demand of, of, of industry. Um, and then uh, every four years, whatever, or two, you vote for elected officials. So that's, you know, that's important, whether you're, you believe in it or you don't believe whatever it is, like, you know, there's power in, in, in governance. And then once you do it within a community and you realize how you can, you know, pull it all together. And now you, you have your governance power by how many NFTs you got or how you help, whatever. Then you start understanding that uh, bringing that to light uh, uh, is, is helpful and a project like nouns and, and, and NARS and so forth, uh, um, helps get that across in the same way you would paddle back to a wave because you want to catch the wave, not necessarily because you want to paddle, right? So it's always like you want to get there. So the, the, the reason and how to, how to get, what gets you there is the reason behind it. So I feel like once people realize what this does and what the tech does in web three, you'll paddle through 
the 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 friction to get to what you want, right? So yeah. But Bob, did you did you have a background in kind of crypto or blockchain before discovering nouns, or was this sort of your gateway into the space? Well, it was the gateway in understanding the public good social aspect of of uh, of Web three. I mean, the interconnectedness of like okay, from me to you around the world, that was I got that. Um, but once once I realized that raising money or raising or putting props out and how you can use the tech to kind of uh, bring it all together that that was with nouns um and and prior i mean i you know buy the bitcoin sell the bitcoin like you know that that was one thing and back in 2017 with the icos and tezos and i think eth and you know really getting into understanding like the 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 smart contract thing but not really what could be built on it because i was that tech savvy enough i mean i'm, I'm still not really but i kind of get it a little more, not a dev, you know, just, I'm just curious and interested. So as time went on and NFTs and, 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 you know, and I was just like, oh man, I mean, I landed my first NFT project on Tezos uh, for, for a public good reason as well, you know, to sell the NFTs at two to three bucks instead of like thousands to just to get people connect with me more of like an autograph signature certified from my wallet to your wallet and you know kind of thing um and yeah so that's so so then now it's just opened up my my eyes to the public good aspect of of web3 yeah that's amazing um yeah i mean you have probably pretty extensive knowledge versus everyone probably else in this, in this sort of skater culture do you feel like crypto skater culture makes a lot of sense or do you feel like there's a lot of um friction or you know misinformation out there well i think in general you know people i, I don't know i've just always been like into you know different things where you know i skated but I, i'm also a pilot you know i'm a helicopter pilot i'm an airplane pilot i'm a i'm a skydiver like every, all the times i was competing and skating i was studying you know, and, and just because, I, you know, skating was cool, but if that's all I did, I, I would lose interest. I have a hard time in maintaining, you know, interest. And for, for me to keep interest, I have to progress and it has to be hard. Right. So and, and it has to keep pulling me back into that so that it was natural for me to just always be in the books and checking it out and, 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 and reading. And then when it comes to tech and once I understood because of my businesses and the things I do and social, then. I was like, oh, let me understand a little bit more about this. And you do get the occasional. I mean, it depends on the on the social media <laughs> channel. Like usually when I post about NFTs on Instagram, you get the hate, you know, and then he posted on Twitter, you know, or, or X or what have you. Then people are more like, oh, you know, get what what's happening. Right. I mean, and it's just like there's a lot of misinformation. Um uh, obviously because of crypto in general like, and the non-regulation, the stories you get, you know, just like cannabis has misinformation, you know, and, and you have all kinds of different, you know, industries that, you know, have misinformation because there's a reason behind that misinformation, right? So when it comes to, to, to crypto, I think a lot of skaters get scared in the sense of putting something out and then getting hate from the community, you know, and then it's like, I'm past that. Uh, you know, somewhat established in, in, in what I want and what I do. So, yeah, I can get the occasion like, oh, Bob, I can't believe you're into that too. You know, and it's just like, yep. And you just keep going and you keep building and you keep doing because you get it, right? I mean, you know, if you think too much about, you have to shape the image because that's part of what we do. But you, you also, just like skating, you can't like just do comfortable things. You got to go for the uncomfortable. And, you know, I have a, cannabis uh, plant-based brand therapeutics that i raise money for that's pretty uncomfortable you know i have you know crypto and nft projects and you know that's pretty uncomfortable and i guess that that's what keeps my my attention so that's just my personality um other guys will wait you know and just kind of dabble on it here and there but not completely embrace it just kind of like launch something here not really get it or you see someone launch it uh, you know hey i you know i got this nft project and it's some crazy pfp thing that has nothing to do with nothing the art sucks and it's not connected to anything but just someone came out and said hey let's do an nft project and people don't really get it. it's like all right i'm doing this nft thing <laughs> it's like just to say you did you know so you kind of like uh um I, I don't know how to do that. I, I usually do things that I get, you know, and if I don't get it, if I dabble in it, then it's like, 
Well, if you promote something you don't understand, you can get into serious trouble. And I've, you know, over the years, I've had a lot of offers. Hey, promote this ICO, promote that product. And I was just like, what is it? You know, I start asking questions and then, then it's like, you realize quickly that that's nothing I'm going to promote, you know, and, and, but it's, it, it can be easy if you're just looking at it, like, here's a bunch of money, you know, promote this and you don't get it. It's, you're probably better off not jumping into anything like that, you know? So I think there's a lot of that fear, you know, from other past. I mean, you're seeing, I mean, here in Brazil, there's like this crypto government probe. We had Ronaldinho Gaúcho uh, go up there, you know, and we have some other celebrities and, and I was, you know, some actors, some friends that people I know. And, and it's just like, man, I can't believe you, 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 uh, you promoted that, but it's like, it's hard even to know, even with FTX, right. There's a lot of promotion on that and just all the sports and all this crazy push, you know, stadiums, even Staples Center, you know, with crypto.com and all this different stuff. I'm not, I'm just kind of putting out there. There's just a lot of money came in a lot of promotion. Um, and it's hard to blame the guys that don't get it. But if you're in the business of image and relationship, you, if you don't get it, it's, it's probably better to pass, you know, uh, unless you really dive in and it's hard to pass money when you need it, you know? So that's another thing. It's just like, what do you live for? You know? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that was a great, that's a great analysis of the situation. I mean, I think, yeah, every profession professional and like their industry needs to yeah, ask those same questions. Um, so getting into the meat of this, um, so what is your thoughts on the proposal itself, right? So you're basically being introduced, you know, granted a noun in the noun style. Do you have like, you know, an outcome you want to achieve with that noun, right? What's, what's sort of the, the end goal that you want? Um, you know, cause at that point you're, you're officially a nouner, right? Um, you know, how does that feel and what do you want to do? Well, you know, uh, it, it wasn't something that it wasn't a childhood dream, but it became one. Right. So it's like, here's, here's the thing. When I, when I get a project, you know, once I got nouns, even though my affordability of it, you know, granted, you know, I'm not, in, in soccer, I'm in skateboarding, I'm pretty well known, but I, I still, you know, uh, work uh, to, to pay the bills month to month, you know, and I'm constantly in projects. I got my my institute. So it's just like, hey, it's just it's just work. Right. Luckily, I've included art and social program and, you know, a skate brand that I'm about to launch burn kit. Uh, I mean, it's launched, but I'm about to really put it out in the world, you know, end of this year. Um, and I just been, you know, just, just, just working. And then, and I was like, Hey, should I, you know, purchase and now I'm not there, you know? And then I was trying to gather um, a bunch of friends and local, just as I would to raise money for the companies I've, I've, I've uh, like startups from, from Pharma Leaf to, to burn kit and NFT Brazil. I'm a partner in that as well uh, to raise money for those projects. I, you know, I was just like, wait, maybe I can gather a couple of people that have few a few friends with with uh some investment you know put away and i was like i can get them to buy a noun you know and then uh, uh they each buy whatever one and then we can kind of create this little group and they can delegate it and you know i was trying to make this move it's just to really push because i was trying to raise the awareness of of the public good aspect of it with all these 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 uh entrepreneurs and these business people in brazil that aren't really web3 but obviously they're in me they're with me in these other projects, in these other projects, like uh, that maybe they could come in and gather for that, you know, and as things were moving along um, and us working, you know, uh, uh, within NARS and, you know, I just kind of came up with uh, skateboardingcares.com, which is uh, a partnering with the That's Gnarly um, tool, a collective in those guys. So I just been in contact and working in the, in the, uh, uh, in the, um, in the space with, with nouns or NARS or whatever. And Gami here and there, we've been talking and then he just kind of came up. It wasn't something I went to him. I was like, Hey, it'd be cool to like, why don't you guys give me an out? It wasn't something like that. It was just that he came out and said, Hey, this, this opportunity came up with this, the recent, you know, fork and all the stuff that was going down. Um, would you be into if we did this, you know? And I was like, well, let's have a conversation. So I understand, the deepness of it because obviously gifting um something like that would uh bring a lot of uh, pressure of responsibility i mean I, I don't take it lightly you know if i get it it's not like okay oh cool i have it like you know it, it, getting it without really wanting it 
you know, is like one thing. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, they understood what it took. So I just really dove deep with, with Gami there. And, and I was like, yeah, man, I'd be totally into the governance part. I explained them what we were doing, you know, and, and all this stuff. And I think that there, there, there could be a lot of things that can be done, you know, um, being involved and, and being a part of, officially, because it seems like I've been, you know, in it in a way, you know, and helping out in whichever way I can because of the good public good aspect, you know, because if not, I just, you know, there's plenty of places where I can put my time in. But when it comes to uh, uh, a project like nouns, it's like, oh, this is a this is a big picture. This is a much broader. And if I can bring and I always use the example of the whole community and what it does uh, in in places I go and where I speak, because I think it is the one project in web3 that cleans up the the image like so to say of all the bad shit that's been going on you know i think nouns is a great example to put out so that people get like oh okay you know because right now it's like oh it's web3 it's this whole you know there's all this image we do have to 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 clean up in a sense and more of like to clear up you know the, the the dirty people people are dirty they come in and they dirty up wherever space they go to but when something good is happening uh you have to raise that awareness and tell the story right so as an official holder as an official now i think when i tell the story obviously then it becomes a little bit more credible and that we can uh put together and obviously when you're surfing the 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 governance uh wave uh there that track record there could also speak higher than just me talking you know so i guess there's a lot of ways that 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 it could it could go down but definitely excited about the opportunities there's lots of great things i'm involved that that could plug right in you know i wouldn't have to you know put too much effort into pushing a snowball down a hill because things are moving quick you know so it's like it would just be a bigger amount of snow to add to the snowball and and uh be so much more of a uh, a, a strong uh, position and, you know, case for, for nouns, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, I had a, a, a sort of general question uh, for you, Bob, which, which is that, sure. um, you know, as you know, someone who's, I guess, like part, part of the team that, you know, we're, 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 we're all trying to make this work. Um, I, I would be curious, like, um, my sense is that kind of early skateboarding, when 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 kind of you you and your contemporaries came up it it was sort of like um a a um a, a stigmatized subculture maybe in the way that crypto is is now or nfts are now is is that like a correct assumption very much so and i use that a lot uh when i talk about what a what keeps me in crypto like why why did i skate because everyone told me i couldn't and i shouldn't when i was young that's me telling me no was like fuel Right. And it still is. I mean, it's, that's why sometimes when I'm landing about to land a trick or I'm about to do something, I just always look at someone as like, tell me you doubt me. You know, like I want someone to just say like, oh, you're not gonna be able to do that just to kind of fuel the fire. And usually people are like, no, I don't doubt you. But I'm like, no, dude, you got to doubt me because I, 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 I'm having a hard time here. So like doubt me. And then so it's the same thing with crypto. Uh, it, it's like it's one of those like you're pushing against the grain. Um, I maintain against the grain, right? Bad religion. We got, it's like, that's, you got to keep going. And, and it's one of those, the same thing with skateboarding, you know? Yeah. Now it's in the Olympics, but it seems like it's, you're pushing when, when, you know, skateboarding Olympics. And it's like, you got to have something that's against the status quo to, to really push, you know, the boundaries of what, what, what can be done. If not, it comfort zone doesn't really do much, you know? So, now that this is happening with crypto it's like it's a perfect timing and i don't mind that pushback actually it fuels me so it's like same thing with skating back then and there's not much pushback now with skateboarding other than uh there's a pushback on the culture so it's like it's almost like oh everyone massified understands skateboarding because it's in the olympics and it's great when you tell your dad you want to skate they said yes like it's always a yes right someone has to say no you know because if not then i don't know i don't see the 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 reward in when everyone's saying yes now crypto is kind of like starting to massify in the sense is like people are getting it but 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 most of the news is bad right or this or they're looking at the value I mean, to this day it's like oh you're an nft man but like, can't you read the room 
like that, you know, I'm like, yeah, I can read the room. That's why I'm in it, you know. And when he's like, well, you see the value of Bitcoin or you see the value of all the other coins? I was like, yeah, it's down. I don't know how many percent. I was like, yeah. But do you see the tech behind it? Do you see what's coming? Do you see what it's going to be once the key turns, you know? And then it's like, that's it's usually harder to see. You know, and, and and it's the same thing with cannabis was always a push, you know, and cannabis and plants and ayahuasca and, and psilocybin and all the power plants and our consciousness and what, you know, just our life and what we're doing as a you know society and consuming and all these things. So there's all this like misinformation. So it's like, where do I want to be? I want to be exactly where I'm at, which is in the crypto space, you know, because it's like not really understood in you know in the plant-based and medicine space because there's all this push and not really understood so um yeah i think there's a big parallel to that just a follow-up question i was just curious like was there like um are there some sort of like specific moments or turning points that you can identify where where like skating went from from being you know very fringe to to starting to push into the mainstream like what what were some of the things that happened that like started that transition because i think you know for a lot of people in the community it, it, it would be very interesting for us to to try to understand like what what are those things that can sort of like catalyze more more acceptance over right. time well the big I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a big parallel when i started i started skateboarding in 87 86 87 our constitution in Brazil was written in 88. So I I started skating still a dictatorship. And I remember cruising around and you could certain times that you could be on, uh, on the street and certain times you couldn't. That's not too long ago. But I'm just saying like when it comes to, you know, the, the parallels. Right. So um, and everyone said, no, you can't skate. But obviously my mom and dad were, were, were cool. You know, they're like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, you know, and it wasn't really seen as like something that was going to become a profession or whatever. Right. So then but when I cruised around and I saw someone with a skateboard, we knew the name. We knew where it was. So I was cruising around the neighborhood. Oh, that's that guy or that's that guy. Right. And then it became like you don't really know because it just grew uh, and then everyone's doing it. Everyone, uh, you know, and, and but at the same time, the mayor genu quadros at the time prohibited skateboarding in sao paulo so he was taking boards away throwing them into cops cars and there's this, all this like crazy like you're skating down the street it's like tackle you take your board like cuff you like crazy no matter if you're a kid or an old, i mean it was like nuts um so then all of a sudden it's like growing and growing and let's jump to like um I guess, uh, being on Globo, which is a main channel in Brazil. Uh, and we were all going to Germany in 1993 to skate this contest where Brazilians going to an international event. It was, I was like, oh, there's a story behind that, right? Then once you leave your country, you, you, you gain respect. You know, if I were to stay, you'd have to leave and come back, you know, kind of thing to then they look at you differently. But so uh, uh, we constructed that whole career and I'll, I'll do a big jump. Um, and then I come back. And now I put the vir virtual glasses with the noggles on the mayor's face in a meeting, you know, and we're talking about NFT Brazil and skate parks and building parks and talking to, you know, governors and, and mayors and, and all these politicians here in Brazil where where to as before there, there wasn't such a thing. So that that's the main difference in the jump of like uh, what's acceptable. And then with the Olympics, it's easier to argument to like argue public parks. And I use it a lot. You know, I, I mean, I, I it's like, oh, yeah, the Olympics, you know, you got to build more parks. You know, and it's like it really doesn't matter with the Olympics to me is like it's, it's it's a it's a it's a place. And it's a you know, it's a it's a, a gathering of the world in sports instead of war. So I dig it, you know. But when it comes to when it comes to skateboarding, it's like whether it's there or not. You know, it, skateboarding was strong, and the reason I was pulled in is because of the demographic and the view and the audience. Da da da. So then, now skateboarding becomes something to bring coolness to an event like the Olympics, or to 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 you know. So that's the power that it has, you know. And 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 uh, when you're in people's um, living room, and I think that one of the one of the main big uh, like influencers was Tony Hawk's game. Because it took it took people, it took the family to play skateboarding 
with the kid, with you, with your grandma, with your mom, just messing around. And then now they're looking at like the names of the tricks, kickflip indie, five forties, da da da. And then I'm starting at the parks and they're coming to me and like you got like the the, the kid's grandma just wanna say something that she knows and she's like, do a kickflip, you know, <laughs> like nowadays obviously you got to do a kickflip thing, everyone knows. But um that's that's the power when, when you start noticing that difference in my life, it was crazy just because I was always in the big, you know, the, the big TV events. And, you know, I saw the jump, you know, from, you know, and, and because of what I do and mega ramp and all the, you know, that type of skateboarding, you know, I get a lot of older people that have nothing to do with skating, taxi drivers, you know, and they're just like, Oh, you do that big ramp stuff. Oh my gosh. Like they know my name. They say, so it's, it's completely different from what I, when I started, um uh and there's this huge mass appeal but uh i like it that it's still to me it can still be underground just like if i go out there and tag a wall with no permission you know it's like yeah i i love art but i mean i got permission art and i got non-permission art i got skateboarding allowed and i got non-allowed even though that's harder because when security guards come they recognize me and they're like oh yeah cool it was like, no, man, tell me no. They kick me out, you know, so I can come back. So it's like you kind of miss that. It, it, it's interesting that you, you mentioned Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because I mean that you know I I didn't I, I uh, skated very minimally as as a kid, but like I I knew about the scene from from playing the game. Um, what, like what? Uh, I mean, I guess you since you were in it, you you were sort of like, um, kind of un, you understood the context of the game kind of before it was released, like. Mm-hmm. If, if if it was the game that sort of like started to catalyze mainstream adoption, like how did the game get made, you know, b- before before that that happened? Right, there was a combination. Obviously, Tony Hawk is a huge uh, uh, um, skateboarder, like been doing this for so long and influenced so many generations. Myself, so many countries, demos here in Brazil. He's already, you know, got to that name aspect. I skated this contest in Slam City Jam, which is 1995. And I got invited. I won the event. And I got invited to the first Extreme Games. It was called Extreme Games at the time. So once the Extreme Games came on board, obviously that's you know with ESPN and and just the size of it, that took it to the level of mass before Olympics, before the video game. But it just took it to this mass level. And Tony was at a time in his life where he had won already everything. He was already incredible and, and done his thing. But um, a platform like that came around and he won the first extreme games. And by winning that first one, the, I think X games or extreme games rallied around a name and rallied around an icon to be able to bring the attention. And he was just there and did the right things. And it came to him to like do this big mass, you know, push, you know, so they're promoting Tony Hawk at every X games at every extreme games. And, you know, we were part of the advisory council together that made it become X games and that made it uh, stop calling uh, street skating and a bunch of ramps, you know, and they called it park. We we're like, dude, that's a skate park. That should be park. You know, the street should be street elements. So we were a part of this whole mix of like, you know, push. And he was at the for always, you know, at the forefront, pushing, opening doors to this day, you know, he's just that kind of guy. So then 1999 came around. Uh, and I think that he was riding that wave, obviously was being pushed so much in Activision, uh, came to him and they put together something to put this game out. So in 98, he, he uh, connected with me and called me to be a part of, you know, his game thing. And so on the demo game, it was him and I as playable characters. And I remember skating this contest in England. I think it was Northampton is like one of our traditional uh, uh, back in 99. And they had like a an actual arcade with the setup of the game and it was only Tony and I in the game. And it was just the trippiest, craziest thing for me, obviously uh, just coming on scene and, 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 you know, having all that, you know, push. And then all of a sudden I'm in a game with Tony and it was such an incredible game as we're, as we're developing it. So it was just this, 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 all these waves, right. To come in and, and then make that, you know, push. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounds like a, it, it, it was like, um, I mean, it was also in, in a sense a, a decentralized movement, but you know, you, you had these kind of like key community leaders, and you had you had kind of in-person festivals and and this growing subculture that corporations got interested in, and that that sort of like led to the explosion of of, of distribution with the hit game. 
That's right. And you know, the centralized part of it is, is people thinking they know what you're about and then putting a front of what they think you are, which at the first extreme games was a bunch of neon spray on the ground and a bunch of crazy like, da da. okay, this is what you guys are. That's the problem with the centralized part of it. You know, it's like, you know, and then obviously we had to kind of explain and, and be into it. I mean, now uh, to jump from 1995 to 2023, X Games, crazy enough and ironic enough, is uh, a lot more of a core event because of the Olympics. You know, so it's like now you have this Olympics, it's like it's out there and you're like, oh, you're, you're stoked to see X Games, you know, do it however they do it. Um, and then even more so than that, you have the traditional like uh, the event in Tampa coming up. There's like a Tampa AM or some like the things that's coming up here in, in a week or two. Um, and that's like super traditional. Those things kind of keep going. Some of the Copenhagen events on the streets, you know, some of these events here in Brazil, like Thrashers, like King of the Road, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, so the, the, then you, you have those little decentralized communities uh, uh, around. Awesome. Well, thank you. I mean, before, uh, just to be cognitive time a little bit. Um, uh, I mean, I think we got a lot of insight, Bob, into, you know, your perspective on, you know, nouns, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, how you got involved with crypto and mm -hmm. basically what you want to use or, you know, try to bring outcomes to nounish culture. Right. And I think what you've done with skate and other, you know, action sports culture, I think that's definitely, um, you know, pretty powerful and impactful. So uh, again, I want to thank you so much for coming on here, talking with us, sharing your insights. Um, and again, this is for the candidate, uh, which is up uh, the gift noun 542 to bump requests. So uh, any, any nounders, please go check that out. Give some feedback. Uh, you know, it's already been sponsored by the SharkDAO. So at any point in time, obviously this can go live. Um, but again, thank you so much, Bob. And um, we will uh, hopefully see you around. Right on. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for the invite here and the opportunity to speak and, and, and talk to you guys. Uh, I, ha I didn't know about the tavern, um, so I'm definitely down to check check this uh, out some more. And and uh, yeah, I appreciate all you guys and congrats on all the work. And, you know, let's keep it going. I'm going to hang out and, and, and hear what's going on here with the next uh, subject here for a bit. So thanks again. Yeah, you're, you're welcome to. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're welcome to stay up on stage as a as a future. Yeah, uh, I'll be here. Perspective nanner. You, you can cool. give us your thoughts on uh, on the stupid buddy proposal. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks, nom, nom, right. nom nom Bob Burnquist from the Shark Tale. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks, guys. Way cool. Super. All right. So introducing our next guest, it's Eric and Chris from Stupid Buddy. And going over their candidate, the noun stories plus Stupid Buddy equals shorts galore. Uh, uh, obviously, everyone sort of knows Stupid Buddy from the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl Parade uh, and the nouns documentary that they've been working on. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, maybe just a, a, a quick intro for those who don't know, uh, and we'll get, get going, you know, into the meat of what y'all have been, uh, working on and want to present to us. Great. Towner, are you on? Did Towner, did you make it work? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm here. Can you guys hear okay. me? Yep. 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 Hey, hey guys. Yeah. We hear you loud and clear. Hey, thank, yeah. yeah Eric, Eric do you want to, you want to just kind of like take us through a, a very brief history of, of the sort of stupid buddy, uh, noun style relationship? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm Eric Towner, co-founder of, of Stupid Buddy Studios. We're known for Robot Chicken. Uh, we do Mass on the Massing. We just do a, a whole uh, a whole slew of random stuff. Um, and I I came across Nounsdow, um, you know, as NFTs were starting to become a thing. We were doing a, a Steve Aoki collaboration, and I started to go down the rabbit holes. One of those rabbit holes led to to Cryptodes of course, and then naturally becoming a quick fan of, uh, of the legendary uh, Gremlin. Um, and then just being a fan of Gremlin, they were, sorry, that, that crying you hear in the background is my <laughs> three-month-old, who is also a fan of, of Cryptodes and Gremlin. But, um, but yeah, the, the uh, Gremlin shouted out a, a need for a mask. I think this was like um, early... Early nouns, Dow, uh, the the NFT NYC event, and I just just again just wanting to be a part and, and learning more about what Gremlin was into, you know, reached out to him by via Twitter, and you know, the, thus the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Um, him, you know, being the one to introduce us and me to nouns and 
And once I saw, like sort of started to understand what was happening and what was possible, like the wheels over at Stupid Buddy just started to turn and we're like, okay, what what is something that we could do that would be kind of big, kind of ridiculous and really help expose a lot of the world to now. And so that that led us to the the Rose Parade event, the documentary, all that good stuff. And the I, I, I believe it's the case that the the Rose Parade documentary prop is is still the sort of like largest by by budget prop to date. Um probably would, would only be be topped by uh, the noun stories uh, candidate proposal. Is that right? I think, I think that's right. Is that yeah, true? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Cool. Um, do you want do you want to talk a little bit uh, about this the the specifics of, of Noun Stories um, at Shorts Galore? Uh, you know, it, it, it's also this this is a, a sequel to the sort of uh, the the Noun Shorts uh, uh, experiment uh, that that um, I, I thought the results of were, were you know fantastic um, and and you know it was really like in my opinion one one of the most exciting props um, that that we've seen um, to date in terms of like, you know, be, being real sort of like, uh, kind of culture market fit or like culture Dow fit. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm personally very, very excited about this proposal and would love, love to hear kind of what, what you guys are thinking and, and why you're, you're ex excited enough to, to, to go big. Yeah. The, you know, the short shorts program was, was awesome. Again, it was like us being able to, to tap into our networks and just get you know, as many amazing animators as we could, could, you know, come up with at the time to, to creatively get involved with nouns, to learn about nouns and to make a short film that, you know, maybe was a passion project of, of theirs, um, which you just don't see like very often in, especially in like the, the Hollywood side of things of like, okay, here's some money and now just go make something fucking cool. And we were so inspired by the work that that ended up coming out of that program. Everybody who was a part of it just went above and beyond. And then, you know, uh, went, went, you know, to lengths to like share their own work because they were passionate about what they made through their social media. And it really, you know, it, I think it surprised us as well, just like the outcomes of it and the, and the, the vibe and the energy of it. So as we've, you know, been thinking, okay, where do we, where do we go from here with, with nouns and our involvement with nouns, it was like, well, why don't we just, take that concept which we love so much and really taps into you know what what we're able to do um just with you know our connections in those in those communities and let's like turn it up Let, let's make it a lot bigger let's let's have the reach you know um exceed what we were able to do the first the first go around and um and just see you know see what what we could get going with that so i think that that was just what we're so excited about is is not just you know maybe limiting um, the filmmakers to you know a smaller amount of money, but giving them more money, you know, encouraging a couple of them to to do these longer two to three minute um, episodes, and um, yeah, and really just again pull in some of the best animators and filmmakers in the world and get them involved with nouns. Can can you talk for a minute? So so just you know look, looking at the candidate uh, feedback on on the proposal. Um, and, and just kind of from from what we're hearing sort of um, within the nouns community, it sounds like, um, I guess, the, the biggest sort of uh, hesitations that people have around the current state of the prop is um, like um, uh, around around the idea of, of distribution. Right. So I, I think there's there's maybe um, a sense that with uh, the short shorts, you know, like the, the films were, were were so incredible. Um, but in, in the, at least in the context of like crypto Twitter, where, where like, you know, pe people in this community live, it felt like, um, they were there and everybody watched them and then, and then like they, they sort of disappeared into the ether. And my sense is that people have the concern that, you know, the, the, the same thing could happen here. The DAO spends, you know, almost 2 million, uh, on, on, you know, kind of scaling that effort. Um, and then. You know the 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 question around like distribution. Where where do these go? Where where do they get seen? Um, is, is still uh, kind of an open ended one. Um, can can you talk about that? Um, and and maybe what what your plans are um, to to sort of ensure that um, you know di distribution is is like a important part of the the formula for this prop. I get tell me you want me to talk. Yeah yeah. Talk Chris, you want to jump in on this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, look, I I think. If, if there's no distribution, if people aren't seeing these things, then obviously why are we doing it, right? So I, I, I think 
what's happening with you know nounish and noun stories and and like i think we've done this once and i think the first experiment was can we get artists to say yes as bob was eloquently stating before there's a lot of people that either don't understand what's happening in the world of nfts and crypto or that are just uh sort of antithetical to it just have a gut reaction to it especially a lot of artists so our first question was like will people be game to do this will they post it will they share about it and we went out to you know 20 uh 20 or 25 people and only like two or three just said outright no because they they were like hey i'm not comfortable doing anything related to nfts and even those people are like hey i, I kind of want to just see how this goes and um but otherwise i think we got you know everyone we wanted to uh participate in this jumped in and then along the way got noun pilled right that, that we're just like wow nobody uh provides funding on these things uh, usually and if they do there's a string attached there's a brand attached and you have to work on their script you have to abide by their rules so our feeling is the best distribution is always going to come from the artists themselves and that if this is scalable and repeatable there will be more opportunities whether it's talking to fast channels on roku whether it's even talking to the hulus of the world when they see that this isn't going anywhere that this is a actual uh it's actually a uh continual source of programming and content on an annual basis those opportunities will start to come forward but until we sort of prove ourselves i think it's going to be really hard to come out of the gate and make any promises about exactly where these will land but i think this is the team you know between walt who worked uh, at Adult Swim for years and, and between us who have relationships with so many traditional and non-traditional distribution outlets. I think what we wanted to do with this prop was to say, hey, we want, we want to be bigger. We want to professionalize this a little bit. The first time around, we all did it on a volunteer base, on a volunteer basis. This time we really do want to be able to put resource behind, making sure we get press, making sure we get, uh, we have consistent social media um, um, output. And then also that, when we go out to the to the broader market, they can see that this is, uh, you know, this is something that has continuity. That's why we asked for three rounds and not just one, right? That we so we can start to build. And then the last thing is, if you see what's happened with with Nounish and what's happening, it took them a while to find their footing. They didn't get traction for for two years. They've been making great content, and once you get that traction, it's nonlinear, right? And so that channel is only going to be bigger by the time these start to come out, that's going to get a ton of exposure. So we think investing in great talent, investing in great artists, giving them freedom, um, funding their ideas, and then doing it on a consistent basis, those things will all lead to growth. Yeah, I, I generally agree. You know, I, I think like, it, it's kind of like more uh, well understood or more more sort of like accepted, you know, in, in like the context of, of like, you know, uh, David Horvath making the the the, the noun Sofubi that, you know, it, mm -hmm. like the important thing initially is is to is to have like, a, you know, a small handful of people sort of like fall in love with the thing. And and like somehow when it comes to to distribution of content, I mean, just probably because people have so much kind of like pre-existing context around Hollywood and how they think it works. Like everyone want, wants to like jump to like immediately to mass distribution. But I actually think it's super important yeah. to just like have a whole bunch of artists and and people within like deep within the industry sort of like fall in love with the brand and the project. Um, and, and, you know, and then they can be the, the sort of like catalysts, right. That, that, um, that kind of lead lead to the the like mass distribution event, you know, kind of draw, drawing an analogy to to what uh, Bob was saying. It's like we need to find our, our sort of like Tony Hawk, who who you know it can't, is capable of making the game that that like leads to leads to the distribution that that everyone's so excited about. So I'm I'm generally exactly. and by the uh, way, it was when that game came out, forty one. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, you know, he was very wise not to not to take a big check he he took a royalty instead but like nobody like when you get there early it's not clear there there is ambiguity right but i think what nouns has the opportunity in animation is to fill a white space where there's a ton of talent there's a ton of interest and not a lot of funding like i really do think this is a given um commitment this is an, a space where nouns can really break through culturally
because there's just no one else doing this, not even traditional media. So, um, you know, that that's why we're excited about it. That's why we invested and have invested so much time and energy into this as we truly see a white space here that's just not being filled. So um, I had a quick question was, um, yeah. you know, let's say in a year, this is super successful, you know, hits all the metrics, you know, what, what does this lead into? Do you have like an extension in your head of like, what is the next step after this to keep expanding on that success? Yeah. There, I mean, there's a couple of things in town or you, you can add to this too, but I, I think first of all, when we went and did the brain dead event, um, you know, again, that was a little under-resourced, but what we got was this like buzz of screening these films is different watching them on Twitter than it is watching them in a theater full of people. And so for us, you know, our, our hope is that this festival would get bigger and bigger every year. And it could become a broad, a, a much broader cultural event for nouns in the way that Comic-Con started with a few sort of, uh, you know, uh, stands for comics and then blew into, into the thing it is today. Right. So we, like, I think first and foremost, a big activation, a big event. And we wrestled a lot like, hey, do we do this at Annecy? Do we do it at South By? We made calls to both those places, right? But ultimately, our instinct was like, this This could be an event that just sustains itself, that gets big enough that the festival itself could be a big uh, revenue generator, right? That if you can draw the best animators in the world and the most interesting storytellers in the world to create content through this festival, that all those people congregating together would create a really interesting, you know, amazing event where, you know, who knows, we might be premiering the Nouns movie at this event in a couple of years, right? So I think, first of all, it's just making sure we focus on the thing we can control, which is doing a great festival event every, you know, with every iteration of this. The other areas are, the reason we do want to do longer form animated shorts is you can get into story and character um, in a much different way than you can with like a 15, or a 30 or 45 second short, which were much more about visual spectacle and, and, and sort of surprise and delight. And so we hope that with some of those longer form shorts that uh, there will be opportunities. And again, we're really well positioned just based on who we are and especially between Stupid Buddy and Walt, that some of those things could then turn into bigger shows that are then financed through networks or streamers or, you know, we already saw from our first prop, you know, one of the animators there now has a has a deal with a major network, right? That came to that event. Fox was there, Netflix was there, so they're already, you know, um, uh, and and unfortunately we threw that event during Annecy, which you know we'll learn from that. We won't do that again. Otherwise, there would have been more buyers there. So those are those are kind of two key areas. I think there's merchandising. There's all kinds of other stuff, but really it's building a brand, building a now the animation brand. We think there's going to be you know tons and tons of growth potential there outside of just the the um the props we put forward to fund shorts hey guys yeah. i have a, a quick question here just just to understand this is like super cool now is there like onboarding type of content on these animations like uh um like say you know or is it just like loose themed you know like do you go because it, it, it there there could be something there for like you know explaining you know the web space world, the governance, the public good, you know, all that. And then if there are rights like image release so that you could um, put that on TV in different TV shows. I asked because we're, we're working on a, a TV show here in Brazil, like NFT Brazil, just to try to onboard people and try to get people on. And this type of content animation is just incredible and, and skateboarding, right? And just different content. But like uh, I've been looking at like the actual like image release. So if like now nouns passes this, like who, who owns it and can it be aired on TV or are you looking at like selling the content afterwards? I mean, i just, I don't know if these are answered, but I was just uh, curious because it, it, it could be really good when people need content. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first, the first round, I think 15 of the 17 artists made their content CC zero. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that that's another thing we talked a ton about was the difference between making the CC zero, which is, which feels very nounish, but also at some point you'd love to be able to see something like for something to scale in traditional media, there's going to have to be a closed circuit there, right? They're going to have to, you know, uh, there, there's going to have to be probably trademarks and copyrights or at least copyrights on the content itself. So I think 
that's an area that we're really interested in exploring is how can we package these? I think part of the stupid buddy content is meant to really package these and, and, and tie them up into, into a program that feels, you know, a la robot chicken that feels like a, like a animated variety show. Um, but I think, so I think for sure there is opportunities, especially with how quickly fast channels are growing. Um, and, and how those sort of are different, um, there's different monetization model there. There's a, there's also a different ownership model there. Those are much more just channels that are super content hungry that I think you could cut different kinds of deals with. So I think that's something we're, we're really interested in. In terms of the content itself, I think we just want storytellers to tell great stories and for nouns to be the engine behind those stories. I don't think, I don't think this is the forum necessarily for, for the content to be crypto or Web3 specific as much as it is, it's coming out of that culture and people will look and ask questions about like, who's funding this and how is this, what's this nouns thing? And, and that will draw people in more than the content itself speaking to that. But I don't know, Towner, what do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. And in, in our round and what we did the first round was actually had some prizes when people would make their, their film CC zero um, and just not worry about the rights. And it, it does feel very, very nounish. So we are going to encourage that um, again with the filmmakers. Like it'll be, you know, it'll be up to them, um, you know, because we we want them to feel in control and have ownership over what it is they're making. So we do get their passion projects. Like we don't want to be a barrier to anybody like putting forth, you know, the resources we're giving them to make the thing they've been dreaming about making for 10 years. And maybe they just didn't have that ability to do that. So, um, and, and we think that's when the best stuff will come is when people are just uninhibited to make their best shed. Um, so yeah, we'd love that to be CC zero there. There's definitely um, a lot of thinking about, you know, um, distribution and, and, you know, thematically how to pull out more from the, from the storytellers. Um, and I think, I think there's going to be opportunities. Like once you start making things, it's good things just start happening. So as we start making these and, and people that, are either in the industry or, you know, I just, I, I know it'll create this wave of momentum and, um, and those opportunities will hopefully end up presenting themselves. Cause our goal is just like, how do we make the coolest stuff, uh, get as many amazing creative filmmakers, you know, into nouns and aware of nouns and then get the most people to see the stuff that's being made. And it, it only takes a few of these to really pop and, you know, potentially go viral where you're getting, you know, hundreds of millions of views versus a million views. And what, what does that lead to for nouns? Um, I think these are all just like exciting things we like to hypothesize around and, and we don't know, you know, exactly what will happen, but it's going to be, you know, I think, I think some crazy stuff will get made and good things will happen hopefully for both the filmmakers, for nouns, for, for us. And we're, we're just kind of excited to see where that might lead. Yeah, that's great. Um, and so I think just to wrap it up, I think we're going to allow like sort of a and a for both Bob and stupid buddy. Um, so I know we have a few requests, but if anyone wants to come up here, um, I'm going to get robot fish girl up here and ask a question. Uh, we can do that. Um, we have about, you know, we'll give it, you know, five minutes over the hour, uh, for these type of things, but yeah, you can just raise your hand and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll accept your invite. Robot Fish Girl, did you have a question? I deliberately <laughs> raised my hand, so no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was there. Uh, no worries, no worries. Um, can yeah, I, just, so, can I, mean, I just say, uh, while Robot Fish Girl is on everyone's mind, uh, amazing, amazing articulator of all things nounish and such a great voice in the documentary. And just, and, and by the way, regarding the documentary, in case anyone's wondering, because uh, 41 brought up earlier we're getting so close we're like in the polish edit stage and um big thanks to Corey and arash and some of the people that are helping us uh, josh fisher some of the people that are helping us with some of the the vfx and and some of the um, graphics in the documentary but we're getting very close and we can't wait for everyone uh, to see it so but thanks I, I, for, I hoping, for being awesome <laughs> i was hoping this would segue into, into like a <laughs> a, a mini conversation about the uh, the documentary because what you know one thing i wanted to say was like you know to, to the extent that people um like i, I guess i i'm in the fortunate position of having having seen 
um, a cut of the documentary and I'm super excited about it. And, and I wonder, you know, I, I mean, um, and, and it's, it's sort of difficult to know from the early, early feedback on the candidate, but like, you know, to, to the extent that, that there's maybe not as much excitement on the, on the candidate as I would have anticipated or, or, you know, other people aren't as excited about the candidate as, as I feel about the candidate. Um, I wonder if that's because I've, I've seen the documentary and I wonder if it would be like, if, if you could like release, um, uh, a trailer or like some sort of like hype, you know, hype piece about the documentary. And that, that would, that would maybe get people very excited about sort of like what, what stupid buddy can do. Cause I think that's going to end up being like a really kind of interesting and, and you know, like critical moment in the Dow's history when we can actually like, you know, long form, tell the story of this thing and help people understand it. Yeah. It, it's something we, we definitely will have a trailer. I think part, part of, we've been talking to our agent, um, and our, our first order of business is submitting it to film festivals, uh, like Sundance and South by Southwest. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's kind of the, the, um, the obvious first step. And so the recommendation for that was not to have a trailer out yet so that, that they actually watch the whole thing and, you know, so they actually screen it. But as soon as that process is done, we'll, we'll, we'll put a trailer out. But, um, yeah, I think we've been given a really unique um opportunity over the last two years to work on this documentary and get to know so many people in the nouns community and um and to watch everything unfold with from a from a obviously from as much of a um unbiased perspective as we can we can't help but get excited about nouns but but um it's been incredible and i you know i we hope we make everyone proud we hope everyone feels like we did a good job of capturing this particular season of nouns i think i think we're emerging on a on a new season so yeah we'll definitely have a trailer i don't think we'll get it out in time for this for this prop necessarily but and and look i've read some of the feedback 41 from now 40 who's been great and, and we approached now 40 even before we put this thing up um and i understand this is a big ask it's it's not we like go into this understanding we're asking for a lot of money and i think two themes that have emerged is one is distribution. I think another is people are rightfully like, hey, on the first go around, you guys were able to do this with much less money. You guys were funding only short shorts. Why why expand into it? And to that, I would just say, you know, in terms of like EP fees and things like that, we put a year into short shorts and, you know, we all have full-time jobs. We're all uh, have responsibilities outside of nouns. And I think for us, those fees, that that are in there are really covering a very small percentage of our time um they're a very small fraction of what an epc would be on a typical show or a, a typical season but they do allow us to justify to the partners we work with and everyone we work with that hey we're putting time into this but don't worry um it's not it's not going uncompensated and the other thing is just i think we have you know an amazing team that learned a lot from this this first round and that has big ideas for how we can execute whether that's on the event planning stage whether that's on the social media stage or whether that's you know in talent outreach and so i we get that it's a big ask and we appreciate everyone's feedback and we're definitely listening but we hope everyone can see the two years down the line thing that we see here and um that everyone will kind of see the opportunity for us to make a big cultural impact here and um you know and i i think there's huge value for all the time and energy we're going to put into this thing relative to what, what it's going to cost the Dow. But, um, so anyway, yeah. So I wanted to speak to the rest of the feedback that we're seeing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, and there is a, there is actually a hard kickoff that Tavern does try to kick everyone else off in the next five minutes. So I think we are going to wrap it up here. So uh, I do appreciate, you know, both, both the stupid buddy, Eric and Chris, and then obviously uh, Bob as well coming up here talking about their props and, um, you know, in the goodwill that they're bringing to nouns now. Um, so, uh, any nouners out there, go out there, look at the, look at the candidates, um, and give your feedback if you can. And we'll look forward to those, uh, going on chain. And, and once again, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. And hopefully this becomes a sort of a reoccurring thing. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks for having us. Awesome thank you guys. Us. Awesome. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Bye, y'all. I'll we'll so just play fun. you guys Thank out. You.
<laughs> this song kind of goes. Song pops. Because we all spam the emote button. Who, who, is, who is this on the track? <laughs> Who's on the track? The track is, you know, other than the, it's the noun sounds, baby. CC0 only. 